Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Polaris Podcast, and welcome to part two of our Ranger XD 1500 conversation. As always, I'm your host, Bob Vachon, and returning is our expert, program leader for the Ranger XD 1500, Kyle Bangader. He's here to run us through the rest of the interior and exterior changes of Ranger XD 1500. He speaks to some important maintenance items that have changed on this machine. And lastly, he runs us through the lineup of Ranger XD 1500 models. So let's waste no time and jump back into the conversation. We just got done talking about the interior comfort of Ranger XD 1500. Are there any redesigned components on the exterior that aid in maximizing that interior comfort, such as our doors, windows, anything involved with that cab system? Yeah, the, the focus here was really to to have the vehicle look like a complete package. It, as we, we look back at XP1000 and, and some of the other products, a lot of times we we've got the vehicle design that's all locked in and then and then we have the doors and and those kind of are designed in to work with the vehicle with XP XD excuse me XD1500 the focus was on how do we design this from day 1 to be a full package with doors and roof and windshield all anticipated as part of that initial design so one of the big things that you'll notice going between the platforms is that on this XD1500, the outer surface of that door, like I mentioned, the the overall width of the vehicle is unchanged, but yet the vehicle has a much larger presence and and looks much more substantial. And a lot of what plays into that uh, is is that the the doors are no longer proud or sticking out from the body lines. We've now pulled those body lines and all that fender body work, the box body work, all that is pulled out to be flush with the external surface of the doors. So you'll kind of that that certainly lends itself to to making that front end look larger and appear larger, and it also helps us out in the the rear end where we gain space in the cargo box as well. Yeah, absolutely. And since we're talking about the cargo box, it's a much different design compared to the other ones. It's a lot deeper, if I remember correctly. So let's talk capacity of that cargo box and the design um, on XD fifteen hundred. Yeah, absolutely. We we gained a significant amount of volume in the cargo box. It's it's right on the order of fifty percent larger than an XP one thousand, which is it, you don't really grasp it until you get the two units next to each other and and you kind of spend all day designing and developing and working on these vehicles and you get really used to that that box on the XD fifteen hundred and you start getting back around some of the other vehicles and and it is a very noticeable increase in size and space in that box in in pretty much every dimension so we did absolutely get taller we got significantly longer so we talked about the wheelbase stretching earlier we did also stretch the length of that cargo box significantly and then wider as well so that that's there's a lot of different directions and factors playing in there but ultimately what you get at the end of the day is about a 50 percent increase in the volume of the cargo box which is huge yeah it's, it's hard to put your put that into perspective until you see it, you know, side by side. But, you know, you mentioned before when we were talking about the new engine, and you know, having to deal with load heights of the box being in that it is a bigger box with more capacity. Has that changed a whole lot, that load height from the previous XP1000? No, the the intent going in was to try and lock that in and, and keep it the same. And I, I believe where we landed at the end of the day was within an inch of XP1000 for, for box height. So... Very excited about that. Yeah, wow. Only benefits to to that for sure. So other exciting exterior changes um, 
on XD1500 compared to the previous XP1000. Um, one of the big ones is this machine now comes standard with a hydraulic dump box. Now, is that across all models? And kind of give us a rundown of how that's going to make my life easier owning this machine. Yeah, definitely. So it, it's not on all models. We've got a base premium trim, and that one is still going to be a manually latched uh hydraulic assist so just gas assist shock on that one okay. both of the two different trims for north star will come with the electric box lift and and it is game changing it carries that same 1500 pound capacity of the box so it's not like you're going to get weight in the box that the the shock's not going to dump so it it is huge it's operated with a uh, switch that's easily accessible either from in the driver's seat or right through the driver door there and and huge just from a um, ease ease of lifting ease of access and and ease of working perspective yeah. yeah for sure especially when you have a, a big load in the box nothing like a little assist to help you out with that now we spoke a bit about the the new volume that this box can handle but you also mentioned to me kind of off air that the tailgate too has been redesigned to carry more so speak to speak to that a little bit yeah, and this is certainly one way, a lot of different things that we saw at the show and, and feedback from from dealers of things they were excited about. The tailgate was certainly one of them, which is kind of a funny thing to get excited about. But still, yeah. it's uh, it, I think it's warranted. So it, one of the big things you'll notice as you as you open on the, the tailgate on this thing is it's it's heavy. Uh, and a huge part of the reason behind that is the amount of structure that goes into that to make that tailgate strong. So what we end up with is a, a 500 pound rated weight capacity on the tailgate. So you want two people sitting on the tailgate, you can sit two people on the tailgate. So that that's new and different. It just, it's one of those that, that feels strong, heavy duty latching is all updated and, and feels great. And then also small design considerations, you know, things you think about early in the program, we we've, basically taking the space to embed a, a ruler in the tailgate as well. Yeah. Awesome. So if you're out fishing, you can brag to your buddies right away how how big your fish is that you caught without having to bring it back home. Now, one thing that's going to be a, a huge game changer to our audience, being that this is the service help center they're putting out, we put a ton of content over oil changes, belt changes, and everything like that. A lot of that's going to change, well, not change drastically, but couple things when it comes to maintenance on this and one of the the key things that you stated early on as a mission for this program was to keep keep it out on on the fields doing work longer so talk to some of the maintenance interval differences on xd 1500 versus xp 1000 and let's start kind of with the big one of the transmission and automotive style steel belt transmission that doesn't necessarily need belt replacements like we've been used to in the past so Talk us through there. What maintenance is associated with this new transmission? Well, it's going to be a relatively short conversation because there's not a whole lot, <laughs> which is a great thing. Yeah. So, and that was that was one of the focuses going into this program. Like you said, how do we keep the vehicle running and and not have the need to replace parts or update parts or anything as we, as they wear out that kind of thing? So, as far as the transmission goes, like we said, this is a, a sealed oil bath transmission on a steel belt. There is no belt replacement. The belt is designed to go for life of vehicle. What we're looking at is an oil change every 6,000 miles. And that's it. That is it. I think everyone out there is probably rejoicing that there's no belts to be messed with on this machine. Now, when we speak to oil changes, is the transmission oil the one cooling the belt or is it engine oil that's cooling this belt? 
So they are two totally separate, totally isolated systems. So the oil that is circulating through the transmission has its own set of cooling lines that go up to their own cooler in the front end of the vehicle. Okay. Well, very cool. And then speak to this new engine, this new three-cylinder that we've never seen before. Any maintenance considerations on this, talking about oil change intervals or anything else? Yeah, absolutely. The The same approach and, and mentality went into the engine here as well. And, and that is how do we extend out these service intervals to be class leading to, again, keep the driver driving, that kind of thing. So the, the service intervals are substantially extended out on the engine oil as well. We're looking at a, a 2000 mile service interval. And that is also the, the initial service as well. So on the XP1000, we've got a 25 hour uh, initial service, break-in service, and then you've got your intervals after that. Um, through validation and a bunch of extensive dyno work, we've we've been able to design and, and get away from that initial service requirement. Okay. So the, the first time you're going to need to change oil and filter on this engine is at 2,000 miles, and then it'll be every 2,000 from there on out. Yeah, and that's, correct me if I'm wrong, that's different compared to basically every other off-road vehicle in our lineup. So this is kind of groundbreaking for, for us in, in the off-road lineup. Absolutely. It it certainly is. And and a lot of the other maintenance items we've focused in really, really hard to make sure that we're not kind of onesie twosie touching things mm-hmm. at different intervals or making somebody come into the dealer for, for one small thing. So what that really results in is a a good alignment in the, the maintenance schedule of a lot of different things that if anything needs to be touched, we're, we're making it aligned to that 2000 mile service interval. So when you are in, it may just be an oil change or it may be an oil change and some other things, but you're not coming in at like 2000 and then 2,500 and that kind of thing. So largely it's, it's focused around how do we package this and make sure that we've got maximized uptime. Yeah, definitely. All great things again from from anyone's perspective and talking about the packaging and that there is kind of a cool feature on the air filter if you're you know forgetting when to mark down when the last time you change your air filter there's certain models that have a gauge that actually tells you that so any other details on the vehicle that kind of help the consumer know when to change certain maintenance items yeah, certainly. That filter indicator is is a great one that you mentioned. It's a simple, easy, you know, raise the box. You can look under there. You can see it. You don't have to pop the clips. You don't have to be pulling the filter out to look at the filter and, and kind of breaking that seal any more than you really need to. So I, I think that's an awesome feature. Uh, we do have oil life monitoring displaying in the in the gauge now as well. So that is something new and different that we haven't been doing before in the utility segment. So great to see there. Um, and I think one other thing that we maybe didn't hit on when we were talking engine before, and it really lends itself to the service piece, is one of the, the big changes with this engine is having an exclusive hot side and a cold side. So when you go to perform service on this engine, you're not you're not trying to get at the filter that's located near the manifold or anything like that. All, the, all that hot stuff is on the other side. All the service work or any touch points on the engine are on the other side. So it's a, a lot easier access getting at the vehicle to service it after it's been running. Yeah, all all great things too to hear from. No one likes to burn their knuckles on a hot manifold when they're trying to unscrew a <laughs> an oil filter. Yep. Yeah, that's all awesome things. Now, any chassis component considerations when it comes to extended maintenance, any, you know, increased grease zerks or anything like that that we can speak of on the chassis components of the vehicle? So we've got, when we talk about control arm and A-arm bushings, those are, are non-grease, those are sealed 
sealed bushings. So those won't require any work. Uh, we do have specific research laid out along the drive line. So focused in on, on making sure that we've got access to those points. So uh, along the prop shaft, there's, there's a few points to hit there. Uh, focused again on, on how do we make sure that ease of access can be done without requiring tools, without requiring pulling off a bunch of body components to get to normal maintenance items. Sure. Yeah, we heard that kind of as a big a big focus point of the new Razer XP make everything a lot easier and it seems to be continuing forward with many new vehicles and that and that's great to see and great to see here too, especially for the application. All right. Now, we've talked a lot about the great differences of this machine and how it's going to keep us out riding longer with hopefully less maintenance involved. Um talking about some of the maybe more fun things on this machine and accessories. Uh, we saw, if you watch the live reveal, these things were decked out um, and something carried over from the Polaris Expedition is the, the addition to Lock and Ride Max with, with XD1500. So run us through, kind of give us the, the nitty gritty or um, what's available accessory wise on, on XD1500 that might be different from XP1000. As we know, these machines are highly customizable from one direction to the other. So any highlights on the accessory side for XD1500? Certainly. I, I think the accessory proposition with the XD1500 is is exciting. It is different. And I, I think it's different in a way that's that's practical and useful, which is is the biggest thing. So this lock and ride max system, we've seen it on, on Expedition. We see it now on XD1500. The amount of flexibility you get with this is is huge. You You can put things exactly where you want them. You're no longer stuck with here's the mount point here, here's the mount point there. You truly have that ability to, to configure in so many different ways. Uh, some of the videos they do out there are, are great to be able to see a lot of the different ideas of how this can come together. So I'd say a few of the ones that are most interesting or exciting to me, the the contractor rack that, that essentially goes up and, and matches the roof line, it allows you to, to package a lot of the smaller tools, shovels, sledgehammers, that kind of stuff up out of the box and and really leaves you a ton of space in the box to to still get the big stuff. So that that to me is an exciting one to really be able to control that, keep that out and and have easy access for a ton of it. Um the the roof rack is exciting. This is new and different. We can get away with all kinds of stuff up there that we can now keep again out of the box, keep that space open. Mm-hmm. And I guess <laughs> probably probably the last one but and maybe the seems like it should be the least exciting but but just d-rings tie down loops uh, the ability for them not to be stuck in a spot anymore that you can now move these around and and move them anywhere so if you, if your load is six inches further back you're not stuck trying to fight this in pickup trucks all the time where oh, it's yeah. like oh my tie down loop is up there but but i really want it to be back here no it's now it's now it's where you want it which is such a simple small thing but it, it just makes sense yeah absolutely like you said it's overlooked in so many other categories so it's it's great to see it us putting that change in and just making life easier with with this machine. Uh, one thing I want to ask you is kind of the the core audience that this machine is is aimed at: the farmers, ranchers, the people constantly using it on their property. Are there any accessory kits or anything that's tailored to those audiences that are new for the Ranger XD fifteen hundred that we haven't seen before with the existing uh, XP one thousand models? 
Yeah, there certainly are. What they tried to do, and I I think we've done this in the past as well, where we we try to create a package of accessories that we think are going to be the best fit for a certain type of customer. So it's a good jumping off point. Um, I mean, whether you're using that to order or using it just to generate ideas, it's this kind of to be able to say, I want to see what a ranch package would look like or a farm package or a, a, a hunt package so that we can pull a bunch of those different accessories together that would be well suited for that customer. So they've they've taken that similar approach so that you can kind of get in this quick package and then expand and, and customize from there. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't played with the online configurator on Polaris's website before, definitely go do it with this machine because there is a ton of accessories available for this and so many different configurations with lock and ride with lock and ride max too okay so now that we've talked about the accessories that are available for ranger xd 1500 let's talk about the models that they're going to be installed on run us through the model lineup for the all-new ranger xd 1500 Sure. So we have three different trim levels, and these are all going to be available in the three-seat and crew variety. So same lineup throughout. And then so there is some disparity in colors as we go with uh, what's available per trim. But starting out at the the base level, we have the the premium trim. So this is going to be your non-HVAC, non-cabbed unit. So really, this is kind of that that base workhorse to to take and and make your own that really this is where you can go nuts with accessories because you're really starting from that uh, that baseline. Mm-hmm. But again, you're still getting all that same capability and and comfort that that come throughout the trim. So all that goodness is still packaged down into that premium trim. Really exciting vehicle. And then as we m- move up throughout the trims, you get into a North Star Premium and then a North Star Ultimate. So with that North Star Premium, you're you're bringing HVAC into play and you're also bringing in that cab system as well. So you, you really get that package put together. You also step up to 30-inch wheels, at, or excuse me, 30-inch tires at that uh, trim level. You've got 29s on the premium. And then as we make that transition from North Star Premium to North Star Ultimate, this is where a lot of the, the tech goodies come into play. So you're you're really starting to get the 12-volt bo- power out in the cargo box. You've got a lot of the accessories added onto the front bumper. You've got that ride command. You've got that audio a lot of those uh, electronics come into play is what we see as we get up to that ultimate trim. But the the really cool feature about, I'd say, all this is that a lot of this can trickle down and can be upfit throughout the vehicle. So we can see that in the accessory packages, but the like the D-rings and the, the lighting on the front bumper, super easy to retrofit onto a different trim level. And other neat things that something we haven't done before, like the... Uh, the windshield that is a fixed windshield on North Star Premium can also be converted into a tip-out with some some pretty easy component swaps with a, a set of shocks and a handle. So it's a, a lot of uh, lot of ability to really bring some of that content and and upfit as you want to customize your unit. Yeah, very cool. Definitely everything about this seems very well thought out. And Kyle, I appreciate you sitting down with us to run us through this exciting new vehicle. I know our Ranger customers are very loyal and love the machines as many many of us do here at Polaris so to see this addition to the Ranger lineup is really exciting but before we let you go any last thoughts on the the Ranger XD 1500 it i mean this is is one we're extremely excited about like you said we've been we've been working on this program for years and and a lot of people have put so much time into this and and really focused it around you know thinking how would i use the vehicle how, what, if i were a customer and and most of us are, what would I want to be able to do with this? What do I want it to do differently? 
And that's that's what I'm probably most excited to see hit the market here. And and we've kind of gotten that initial feedback from dealers here is there's just there's so much excitement about what is new and what is different here. And and I think we're we're gonna make a lot of people happy with this one. Yeah, definitely. I I think I'd have to agree with you there. It's it's a very, very cool machine. Well, again, thank you, Kyle, for sitting down and talking with us and let's hope we can get you on the podcast again when another new exciting ranger pops up. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. A huge thanks to Kyle for joining us on the podcast today. It's always great to get insight from someone who works so closely with the development of these vehicles, so we hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you're looking for more information on this new class of Polaris Ranger, be sure to check the links in the description to find more Ranger XD1500 content. And of course, thank you to all of you, our listeners. Thanks for the continued support by downloading, listening, and subscribing to the Polaris Podcast. If you're enjoying our content, give us a five-star rating, leave a comment on your favorite podcast platform, and share the podcast with your friends. If you're a new listener or a seasoned vet, don't forget to check out our past episodes for more Polaris off-road content. If you have a question or suggestion for a future episode, we would love to hear from you. Let us know by hitting the Contact Us link in the description. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And until next time, this has been the Polaris Podcast. Hello, Riders. Before you go, a quick reminder that the Polaris Podcast is brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. The Help Center is the first stop for vehicle information, maintenance tips, and how-to videos. Look for the Help Center under Owner Support at the bottom of any Polaris off-road webpage. Also, I want to mention that all riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, and footwear, and refer to the owner's manual for additional protective gear instructions and requirements. Never ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol, ride within the limits of your own abilities, never engage in stunt or exhibition driving, and most of all, have fun. That's it for this podcast. Now get out and ride. We'll see you in the next one.